0: We'll get to episode 201 in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about Believe You Can 2022 presented by Dancing Dots. Believe You Can is the talent show hosted by the Keystone Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. Go to believeyoucan.live slash tickets to make a ticket purchase or make a donation. Tickets are $10 or $25 for the show on the 15th of October, just a couple of days away. Again, believeyoucan.live slash tickets. If it's after the 15th of October or you're busy, you can still make a small donation on that page as well. Again, believeyoucan.live slash tickets. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 201 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benge on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode, and as usual, I've got a few things to talk about. As usual, it's a fantasy football weekend that just passed. And it was a good weekend for me. One on both sides. I just barely squeaked by in the Frenemies League. I was playing Monster and she had the kicker on Monday Night Football. And thank God for on Sunday Night Football that Justin Tucker made that last second field goal or I would have lost. If he didn't make that, I would have lost. If Joe Burrow didn't sneak that ball in to score for the Bengals, I would have lost. If Joe Mixon had scored and not come up a yard short or half a yard short, I would have lost. I needed every one of those points. I won, like I said, by two, and it was a nail-biter. On the other side, I had no trouble in the all-blind league, and I am the only undefeated team in that league. At this moment, I am playing the person who lost for the first time last week, this coming week's game. It says I have a 67% chance of winning, but I never trust that, so hopefully... I have a double winning weekend again. But as I stated in the beginning, it's Believe You Can weekend. And it has just been so much for us. We have been going nonstop. We're rehearsing. We're talking to the folks who are going to be the performers. We're getting graphics out and getting videos out. I'll tell you, I found a very cool way to and very easily make a video. I've been taking sound clips from some of the performers that we've been getting and I created a graphic, both a vertical and I've done a horizontal, so one that would be suitable, let's say for YouTube or Facebook, I guess. And it's uh, 1920 by 1080. I just make one graphic, it covers the whole video, I drop the audio in and boom, I've got a video. I did that in Canva. I did the, the main part of the graphic in Adobe Illustrator. I did the same thing for a vertical video with no personalization. On the horizontal one, I left some space where on Canva, I could drop in the performer's name. And I did a couple like that. And I did a couple of vertical videos where I did, I just kept them generic. So they look the same. They just have different audio tracks, basically. And it was very cool. And I want to say easy, but (laughs) when you can't see, it's not easy. I spent a long time going back and forth with Jane to make sure I had everything lined up right. And I was having trouble centering a couple of things, especially on the vertical video. I don't know what the story was. I ended up shutting my computer down and starting it back up because I was having so much difficulty. And as I've said before, when I do stuff like this, I realize how much I love doing it. And I also realize that somebody you can't see really shouldn't be doing this. And, um, but I love it. So uh, what are you gonna do? I actually had to, I was having trouble the other day. I was also making the virtual backgrounds for us. And I'm not a big fan of the virtual backgrounds for Zoom because as I'm doing right now, I wear headphones. And when you have headphones on and your head moves and you have one of those virtual backgrounds and I think I mentioned it last week, we will be wearing (laughs) green t-shirts. So I didn't get a green screen because I knew I was going to be wearing that green t-shirt. So it just gets, it just doesn't look great. And I considered going and getting a physical print out, uh, but the size that I wanted that I thought would be best and noticeable for a background, which would have been 24 by 36, and I could have put it just behind me on my right side and I think it would have looked okay but it was 40 bucks and I just didn't want to put that kind of money out. Ticket sales are going great. We're ahead of last year, which is outstanding. Now that's another thing that I can talk about for a minute. I actually messed up. And I kept doing a running total of how we're doing each day compared to the same day last year. And again, last year the show was on the 16th. It's it's been the second uh, I'm sorry, the third Saturday of October since we started. And so the first year, it was October 17th, last year the 16th, and of course this year the 15th, which is kind of cool because that's White Cane Day. White Cane Day has a few more words in there, but let's just call it White Cane Day (laughs) for now. So, of course, when I see October 11th sales last year, that was on... Monday. So we still had a full week of sales to go. And of course, October 11th this year was Tuesday and so forth. So it's one day less that we have, but we're about a hundred bucks ahead as far as ticket sales go. And that's kind of cool. Now where I made the mistake, I would be updating everybody on the committee every couple of days on how the sales are going. And I kept looking and I'm thinking, man, we only had these $10 ticket sales. Well, today I just couldn't believe it because I saw that we were only up to $190 last year by uh, October 13th. And I thought, that just doesn't sound right. How are we going to do, we did well over 1100 bucks last year, closer to $1,200. bucks. i am like, how can we have done all that business the last few days? Well, dummy, it was me. <laughs> At some point, I resorted everything because... Our PayPal account for the Keystone chapter also takes payments for other things and other donations and membership dues and whatnot. And I don't remember what else was going on last October, but there were some other things in there. So I resorted it so I could get rid of those lines and I never sorted it back by date. So today when I saw that we only had 19 ticket sales for $190 and I'm like, wait a minute, we didn't have any $25 sales to this point. So I scrolled down a little bit, and I see October 8th, and I see some other dates that I knew I would already <laughs> counted in, and then I noticed they were for $25. And I'm like, oh, my God. So then I resorted that row, and I was happy that we were ahead of last year. Things are a little more difficult for folks this year with gas and food and everything costing way more not believe you can tickets, there's still 10 or 25. So it was cool that we're, like I said, about a $100 ahead as of sales through October 12th. Today is the 13th. I know we have some sales today. I only tabulate everything once the day is done. I don't do it in the middle of the day. Now I can tell you this, we have about a $110 in sales today. I don't know what we did last year on October 13th, but we're at crunch time. We have just three days left, Thursday, Friday, Saturday total to get to our number from last year. And again, we're well ahead of our grand total because this year we have sponsors. We have Dancing Dots, who is the presenting sponsor, and we have Blind Abilities, the podcast that uh, the group of us were on a couple of weeks ago to promote Believe You Can 2022 presented by Dancing Dots. We also have You Can Give, and we had Jimmy on an episode of White Canes Connect. He had a great story. Well, it wasn't great at the time, I guess, for him. He was the one that was running from the police and then was going to shoot himself in the head and the gun jammed. And when he did it again, something had happened and his hand shook. So instead of killing him, it just took his vision. It killed his sight. And he's done a lot of great things with a company called Custom Cane, which now uh, helps fund you can give. And what you can give does, they take old white canes and refurbish them and then take them to places in South America and Africa and things like that. Well, they've got a mission coming up in March and they're trying to raise money, $10,000 to go to Africa. So they sponsored, uh, the, uh, the, they took a bronze sponsor uh, for this event, and I'll put links to all of the sponsors in the show notes here because I, I am, we are grateful of the sponsors that we had. Another sponsor from uh, of Believe You Can 2022 presented by Dancing Dots is Accessible Pharmacy Services for the Blind. And not only did they donate the money for the third place prize, they donated three Kinsa digital Bluetooth talking thermometers. So not only do they talk, but you can download an app so you can track every time you take the per- the person's temperature who's sick. And uh, and I, I that's very cool. So at some point, I, I, we were all talking about these thermometers and how we each wanted one. So uh, the sales may spike once people hear about these. I mean, they're very cool. And, and again, when you can't see a regular thermometer and I think I explained it last week the thermometer we have I can't read the numbers but I can for now at least see the colors. It's uh, green when you're good, yellow when you're in the 99 range and then once you hit 100 you're red. And again those are available at accessiblepharmacy.com and we appreciate Andy for donating those and the money for the third third place prize. And then finally our last sponsor. Is I Can See You, this very podcast. And again, I used the money, uh, like I was talking about, <laughs> it seems like all summer, used the money that I got in tips at the Blind Bodega in the $94 range, and I donated that and got the sponsorship. So obviously I had to kick in six bucks of my own, and I will also buy a ticket, even though as one of the hosts, I don't really need to. But again, I want to support the Keystone chapter. And, uh, and if you're out there and you would like to support us, I'd appreciate that. And you're, if you're listening past the 15th of October in 2022, you can still go to believeyoucan.live slash tickets, and there's a donation button there, too. You can always make a donation. And I put that there in case $10 was too much for some people. And they say, oh, I'd like this. This is a great idea. I'd like to donate a couple of bucks. Two bucks is great. Two bucks would be great. It would be it would be outstanding if you did that. If that's all you could do, that's fine. And again, we would really appreciate it. And we also put it there in case somebody wanted to donate $100. That would also be cool. It would be appreciated. So again, that's coming up on the 15th of October at 8 p.m. Eastern. And we have the lineup set. We're kicking off with Jurgen, who is from Sweden. It will be 2 in the morning when he goes on. <laughs> So, uh, he's quite a character and I, I really enjoyed talking to him when we did the sound check with him and, uh, it, it should be great. And he has a great voice when he's singing too. So, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing all the performance. Everybody was so good. Um, uh, it's, it's awesome. It is just awesome to hear, uh, Jasmine Island will be back defending her title from last year. Uh, and she just has the greatest sound, not, and I'm, I'm guessing it's some some of it is her equipment because it's just so full, both herself and the piano that she was playing on. And we asked if the piano was uh, piped into her sound system, and she said no. She just had the microphone sitting on top of it, and it just sounded so good. She was on this podcast after, sometime last November after Believe You Can. And uh, I will link to it. I believe I linked to it uh, in a previous episode when she had released her album. She just has an album out a couple of months ago. And uh, she's only 14, by the way, if I didn't mention that yet. Uh, We were supposed to have another girl on who was 14. And it turns out that (laughs) she had a family commitment that night. So uh, that's a bummer because she also had a great voice. She wasn't as polished at the piano as Jasmine, but her voice was outstanding. And it would have been great to see the two of them go head to head to see how it worked out. But I will also, as I think I mentioned last week, be happy Once Believe You Can is done because it has just been a lot. Stuff every night for the most part. Tonight, we were on a Zoom meeting to promote the show Uh, with Simon's mom. Simon's mom, Maria Seferati, has a parents of uh, disabled children group, and they meet uh, every Thursday. So we were on tonight to promote that. Not all the kids are blind. Some, I think, have other disabilities. Uh, But that was nice to be on. We got to talk about Believe You Can. We got to talk about uh, the upcoming state convention to Pittsburgh. And it's always good to get the word out for this. And uh, we appreciate everybody. It's been great. We had, uh, obviously, the Blind Abilities episode. Uh, We had Eyes on Success, which is another podcast. We were not on it because the time was too soon for them. They didn't have any spaces open in, in the six weeks or so. But they did get a message out. They have a large following in a, I don't know if it's Discord, I don't remember, Slack Discord, one of those where they have a community and they got some things out there for that. So uh, we appreciate everybody that's helped and pushed the show. God knows I've been pushing it. (laughs) And um, I really wanted to hit $2,000. I don't know that we'll get there uh but uh it's been it's been good unless sales fall completely flat the next couple of days we will definitely be well we're already ahead of last year because of the, again because of the sponsors it's good uh let's just leave it at that <laughs> i told you a few weeks ago that i had gotten a summons for jury duty and i was very excited when i got it because every time i've tried i've been turned away because i couldn't see and The last time I felt the closest of being able to serve, Liz had taken me in, and she was on her way into work at Walden, and when they handed me the clipboard, I said, I can't fill this out. I'll need some help, and and the lady pointed to Liz, and I said, yeah, she brought me here, but she's got to go to work. And so they said, okay, you're excused, and I was disappointed because I, I didn't have anything else going on. It would have been great. I had nothing that I had to worry about to get home. So- This year, both Liz and I got summonses within a few weeks of each other. Liz's came first. And so when she called the night before she was supposed to report to see if she had to report, she was excused. And I'm like, that's a bummer. But that had her get her paperwork out because she had to look to see what her juror number was and so forth. So when she looked at it, she noticed that if we needed accommodations, if you're disabled and need accommodations, I had to call a number seven days before we were scheduled to come. So I, like I told you previously, I called that number a week before, I guess I told you last week, and I talked to a guy, turns out his name is Sean, and I got to meet him the other day. And he said he they would take care of it. And so I went there the other day, I was a little worried because I showed up and I didn't get a clipboard. I didn't get a sticker that said I was a juror. And <laughs> the lady that sat me down said, oh, you can have a seat right over there. And I said, where? And she said, oh, straight ahead. Uh, there's a chair straight ahead, a little to your left. And, um, and then she kind of walked over with me, but didn't really. And I'm guessing she was pointing when she said over there. Uh, but I sat there and I sat there and listened and heard everything going on. And and this poor guy, Sean, uh, who I'll tell you a little bit about in a second, um, the lady who was in charge of the office was just so mean to this kid. It was awful. I felt bad. And I, I don't know what the reasoning was. I don't know if it was because she was old and he was young, and I, I couldn't tell until later on how how old he was. I don't know if it's because she's white and he's black. I don't know if she just got up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know what it was, but she was talking to this guy terribly. And I thought, well, maybe it's me. And at the end of the day, and I don't mean that as a word of speech, literally at the end of the day, while I was there at the courthouse, another lady who knew this lady who was a juror that day, a standby juror and in the jury room with me, said, well, you were pretty terrible to him today. And she said, you're treating him like the S word. And I thought, Wow. Somebody else told her, that's good. And, and I'm glad I, I wasn't the only one to see it. And this kid, Sean, <laughs> was, he was always happy. He never said, oh, well, I did it this way. You know, when, when this woman asked him, why did you do it this way? I did it this way because of da-da-da-da-da. And it was awesome the way his responses were. He never got excited and never raised his voice, even though she was a lunatic and And I thought that was awesome, but he stayed calm while she was again just not being great to him and I don't know what the story was there i don't know I don't know what her reasoning was um my guess is wrong side of the bed couldn't find a parking spot, whatever. I don't think it was an old or young or black or white thing. I just think she wasn't having a great day. Let me just back up a second. Liz dropped me off at the courthouse and I wanted to go up what I call the Reagan steps. Back when I was a kid, 19, 20 years old, Ronald Reagan had come and spoken on the steps when he was president. And it was, of course, during election season. So he was, I guess he was there for Kurt Weldon, who was our uh, congressman for however many years. And she said, no, I'm gonna take you around the side because the jury room is just up the stairs from there. And I said, okay, that's fine. I couldn't really tell or know which way to go from there but i figured i'll i'll give it a go she was just dropping me off she wasn't coming in because we didn't want that repeat of the last time i was called so i found my way in and i walked up and the guard was there and i was early enough that there wasn't a whole bunch of people coming in so the guard greeted me and he said okay i'm handing you a dish and he said if you put your hand out you can grab it and put all your stuff in there so we can put it through the x-ray machine never asked to take my cane which is proper because you don't ask a guy who's in a wheelchair, hey, you got to give that wheelchair up to go through the detector. So I put all my stuff in the dish. He scanned it. I took, like I was lining up for a field goal. I know usually the metal detectors are maybe two paces to the side of the x-ray machine. So I if you ever watched a field goal kicker, how they go from side to side when they're measuring out their, <laughs> their kicks, that's how I do it because I know if I do two steps that way, I'm good. Uh, but I do it sideways, so I'm still facing forward, so I <laughs> I end up not, not lining up right. So I walked through. He gave me the stuff. Nothing went off. I was good to go. And then I asked the guy where I had to go. The guard told me, go up the stairs, uh, do a U-turn at the top of the stairs. If you walk straight... You'll come into a wall. He didn't say hit a wall. Uh, And then you make a left down that hallway and go to the very end. The room is straight ahead. And the directions were great, spot on. Didn't hit anything or anyone. Made it in there, no problem. And so then we just waited. At some point, Sean came from behind the counter, and he had the forms that I needed to fill out. So I filled out the forms. I donated whatever they pay you, which I think is $9. I donated that to the home heating whatever it is, charity that's on there. And there were there were a few others, but I thought winter's coming. It's supposed to be cold. Energy prices are high. I figured that's probably a good thing uh, to donate for. So I did. So my $9 went to that. And after we filled that out, we waited. And then Sean came back and had something else to fill out. And we watched a couple of videos of how to fill out the forms, which I don't know why you need a video if you've got the paper there. But we watched the judge talk about how to fill out the forms in the video. And then we waited. And then a few minutes later, they started calling uh, calling names. And, and my name got called. I was very excited. And I was juror number 15. And we queued up out in the hallway. And we had to stay in our order. We could not. I mean, there was no way 16 was getting in front of me. <laughs> 16 stayed behind. 14 was directly in front. So then we made our way down to uh, courtroom number 10. And uh, the judge was named Judge Angelos. And when we first came in, he told us what was going to go on. And then he asked general questions of everyone. They were basically yes or no questions. Do you have a driver's license? Or do you not have a driver's license? I guess he asked, do you not have a driver's license? So I raised my hand in the affirmative, which I know there were one or two other folks that did that. That was the only time I raised my hand. Some people never raised their hand. Some people raised them a few times. That came into play later on when we went back individually to meet with the attorneys and the judge in the, I know, they called it the red room. I don't think it was red. I think they called it the red room. That's That's how it sounded to me. And this was a civil case. It was an auto crash um, and I don't know any of the particulars because I wasn't picked. Sorry, if that's a spoiler alert. um but Sean came over and he ended up spending spending the day with me, which I asked him. I said, "Is this sitting in here with me? Is it better for you, or is it make it a worse day?" <laughs> and he laughed, and he never answered, so I don't know what that means." I'm guessing it was better because he didn't have that much to do because we were basically sitting there for most of the time. And then after meeting with, I guess he got to around 25 to 30 of us, and I think there were 45 of us in there, we broke for lunch and I had lunch with Sean. And I'll get to that in a second, but first I'll tell you about meeting with the attorneys and the judge. They were basically calling three people up at a time, so there was a queue. so it moved as quickly as possible. So when one person went out, you waited a second, you knocked on the door, and the next person went in. And so when I went in, the judge addressed me, uh, hello, Mr. Goldstein, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And he said, I noticed you said you didn't have a driver's license. And and I started laughing, and I said, no, I don't. I said, I do know a blind guy that has a driver's license, though. And then he was telling me he saw a blind guy drive, and I said, if it was on Top Gear, that was my friend. There's a link over at blindtechshow.com where Brian is driving. He was in an episode of Top Gear. And when I told the judge, I said he was on Top Gear. He said, oh, I, I always watch that show. That's where I probably saw it. Now, obviously, I'm sure Brian's not the only blind guy to drive, Because there was a guy over the summer named Dan Sullivan um, who was blindfolded but is also blind. I I guess they blindfold people just to make sure if there's a sighted guy that wants to try to break the speed record. Uh, This guy, Dan Sullivan, over the summer was the fastest blind driver. And I guess they also mean blindfolded driver because I know one of the previous record holders had sight but had the blindfold on. And it was 200 and something miles an hour. I don't remember the number. So the judge asked me a couple more questions. How would you deal with seeing evidence and seeing images and reading documents? I said, well, I, I'd use my phone to do it. He said, what do you mean? I said, there's a, there's a couple of apps that I could pull out that basically would scan it and then, and then read it to me. He said, there is? I I said, yeah. And I said, said, it's not great to be blind, but if you're going to be blind, this is the best time to be blind. (laughs) And I'm guessing 10 years from now, it will be even better because the technology will be that much greater. And we talked a, a little bit more about that. And then the attorneys each got to ask me questions. The one attorney asked me, if I were to show you an image, how would you see it? I said, well, there's a chance that I would be able to see what the image is of, but you would... Be best to describe it to me. Describe what the story is, and and I thought when I'm answering this guy, I thought there there is no way they're going to pick me for this. Justice may be blind, I may be blind, but they weren't having me (laughs) to give justice or cash. Uh, If you want cash prizes, you got to just sign up for Believe You Can next year. The other attorney didn't ask me anything, and again, Bing Bang Boom, I was probably in there five or six minutes. And I went back to my seat afterwards and waited, and then we went to lunch. Like I said, now, some people went out in the heart of media where the courthouse is. There's plenty of places to go eat. I wasn't really up for looking around. I couldn't think of anything that I really wanted. I thought, you know what? I know they have a cafeteria here. I'll just go down and get something. Maybe I, maybe they'll have soft pretzels. I could just get a soft pretzel and a hot tea, and I'll, I'll be good to go. They were just like at the blind bodega. They had run out of soft pretzels already. And uh, so I got a, I got a wrap and a hot tea and um, I'll tell you the tea was so hot and didn't have a a coffee collar (laughs) and it was, I didn't double cup it and I ended up getting a blister on my thumb. It was so hot holding it while we, while I waited for my wrap to be made and then walking, we ended up eating outside. And so while we were eating, it was Sean and I and Sean, it, it was great that he was there. I would have been able to do it on my own. It would have taken me a lot longer, for example, to find the right tea bags that I wanted. Um, I didn't have him read the menu to me. I pulled out my phone and I listened and I thought, you know what, somebody had ordered a wrap, a couple people in front of me. I'll see if they have a a chicken Caesar wrap, which they did and that's what I had. Uh, But Sean and I were talking when we were out eating on the tables in this little area out in front of the courthouse, again, right near where I had gone in initially. And he was telling me, and asking me questions about how do I do certain things and how do I get places. And uh, we were talking, of course, talking about fantasy football. He was asking about the kids, Jacob and Jane. And I said, well, I said, they're 28 and 25. Oh, my God, they're older than me. I said, well, how old are you? He said 21. (laughs) And I thought, wow. And then I told him, yeah, I was telling him I'd like to move to where it's warm. We were talking, it was a nice day that day. And and I said, it'd be nice if it were like, this is the coldest it got. And it was, you know, probably about 70 that day. And I'd like to move to where it's warm, I said. But, you know, with all the stuff that went on in Florida from Ian, I don't know about that anymore and so forth and so on. And, and something happened where we were talking about schools. And I said, yeah, I went to the University of Miami. And he said, oh, I have a friend that goes there now. And I said, oh, that's cool. I said, I, I couldn't get in now. <laughs> There's no way I would get in, and and the school is so different now as far as how much stronger it is academically than it was when I went there, um, and I don't know when the transformation happened. I don't know if the football team being good brought that, if it's more people staying in state in Florida. I don't know. It's a little different now, and uh, or a lot different now. Uh, it's been a while since I've been in that area. Once we finished, I went back in. It was almost time. We had a whole hour for lunch, which was more than enough time. Uh, the funny thing was, when I went into the men's room to wash my hands, there was a guy that walked in and had a radio on, had the Phillies game on because they had started at 1 p.m. that day. And it was kind of cool because I heard them, uh, it was game one of the series with the Braves, and I heard that they were, I think at that point, they were 2 nothing. And um, when I walked out of the bathroom, Sean was waiting for me and, and I said, oh, Phillies, Like I had the Phillies game on in there and so forth and so on. And... He's said, oh, really? I said, yeah. I said, um, you know, I had forgotten that they started early today. When we were sitting in the courtroom after the uh, two attorneys were going back and forth with who they were going to strike, um, <laughs> the judge asked, anybody got the Philly score? And at that point, it was four to one. So that was kind of funny. But I did not get picked. And then we got taken back down to the jury room. But I was in that that courtroom number 10 for a good chunk of the day. I think I got back to the jury room at maybe 2.30, quarter to three. I I don't remember. It was pretty late in the day. And we had to hang around another half an hour or so, 45 minutes. I don't remember. And uh, then they let us go. Uh, So that was my time at the courthouse in media on the 11th of October. It was just interesting to me to see how some of the folks dealt with me, both just taking me at the jury room with the one lady that was pointing, and again, I've told you before, that happens a lot. It's just a reflex. Listen, I still do that. If somebody asks me, and I know that they are sighted, I will point. Um, If a friend who is blind asks me, I do not point. I tell them. And then when I went in to meet with the judge and the two attorneys and the questions I got, I know the other people weren't getting these questions, which then made me start to wonder if I were going on trial or I was bringing or a defendant in a civil suit and I'm entitled to a jury of my peers, I really wouldn't get one because nine times out of 10, they're not going to pick somebody who's blind to sit on a jury even though that lady who hangs out at the courthouse and holds those scales she's got a blindfold on so evidently she could see but she's got a blindfold on that means people don't need to see cuz she's got a blindfold and i'm sure she has a name if you know what that girl's name is please let me know cuz i couldn't find it i was looking it up beforehand and i couldn't find i was probably asking <laughs> i was probably asking it wrong to you know the g lady and to uh the address bar where you search on the g-site so that made me wonder and i actually thought about reaching out to the judge and asking him via email if he would answer a couple of questions and um see what he said would it be fair to me if everybody on a jury for my case was cited would they understand how someone who is blind does certain things because a lot of folks don't it's one of the main reasons for this podcast So how would that work? And would that automatically give me, if it doesn't turn out in my favor, would that give me a good reason to appeal whatever the decision was? So they were just things that I thought about as I spent the day at the media courthouse in courtroom number 10. And I was glad I did it. And when they were calling the numbers, I really wanted to be on the jury But the judge had said it'll probably take two to two and a half days for the trial. So I thought, oh, my God, that'll wipe out my week. I have so much to do for Believe You Can. But I was willing to do it. And it's probably for the best that I didn't get picked. But I would love to one day sit on a jury and see what that part is like. It was interesting also to see as I was sitting there waiting in the jury room at the beginning, all the people coming in. Not wanting to be there. Not wanting at all to be there. And some folks had legitimate excuses. One lady came in with a stroller with a toddler in it, and maybe it wasn't even a toddler. Maybe it was an infant. I couldn't really tell. It was one of those strollers that you use when you run. Uh, And the kids started screaming at one point, and I I thought to myself, I hope they excuse this lady (laughs) quickly, which they did, fortunately. Another lady came in and was absolutely frantic because she has an elderly mother at home that can't be left by herself. A neighbor was watching the mother because the aid that they have when they have to do things called out that morning, so didn't show up. So this lady had to rush to get home after they finally excused her. And I mean she really did seem frantic or she was a great actress, one or the other, but honestly I bought it. And that's not well, hopefully that's not something she does often as as uses <laughs> uses that excuse because I know between my mom even when she was at Maris Grove but in the independent living section or liz's mom when she was at home and even though i knew margaret was there most of the time sometimes margaret had to go out and uh if it was at a time when liz was working sometimes margaret went out and and grand mare had to be on her own for an hour or two or whatever so i I know what that lady was going through and that's why i I really believed it was genuine uh her being frantic and everything and, and hopefully it was So that was what went on. Again, I was happy to take part in it. It wasn't super exciting, but it was something different. And I was glad that I got the experience. And I was telling Sean this when we were eating lunch. I said, I just want to see what it's like because it gives me another topic for a podcast. And it gives me things to think about. Again, like I was telling you about, would I ever get a fair trial from a jury of my peers if nobody on there has a vision issue, is visually impaired or blind, and i don't know what that answer is but again it's just something more that i learned uh while i was there now i would have loved to had a just listen segment from the courthouse but i didn't get one because <laughs> i was kind of afraid to actually record because i didn't bring my recorder because i wasn't sure what was going to happen uh with electronic devices uh and i thought i don't want to use my phone because it's video also obviously and i don't want that the last place i think i want to record stuff is at the courthouse in a in a courtroom. So I didn't get anything, and I don't have a just listen this week. And I also considered playing some of the sound clips from the folks from Believe You Can, but I'm not going to. So no just listen this week. I will have more next week. Uh, I will have maybe a clip or two from Believe You Can, and uh, I'm looking forward to, <laughs> to doing that show. One more thing before I go, though, I do want to mention episode 48 of White Canes Connect, And this is what I've been working on now. I've been trying to get this out with everything with Believe You Can. This was the episode that initially was going to be episode 47, but I deleted some of the tracks after working on it for a couple of hours. And instead of going back to it and spending another couple of hours just getting back to where I was, I thought I would better do a Believe You Can episode because that time is happening sooner. And that event was happening sooner, I guess I should say. And I'll work on the next episode. 48 will be for Levette Bird and her event that's coming up next weekend. So look for that. You can follow White Canes Connect on Twitter at PA Blind Podcast. You can find the episodes on Apple and Spotify. We're on YouTube now and all the other directories. So again, White Canes Connect episode 48 should drop, I'm hoping. <laughs> Monday. I will spend probably a lot of the seven hours of commercial-free football finishing that episode off, uh, but I do have to get it out because the event, like I said, is next weekend, and I really want to push it out so that I can make some videos for it to put up on social media and help the Greater Philly member, Livette Bird, and her conference that's coming up next weekend. Again, I'll have a link in the show notes. It is a women's conference, and it is for our friend in the greater Philly chapter, Levette bird. So check that out and it should be a good episode. It was awesome to talk to everybody on there. And I just, I realized over this last week as I'm putting stuff together for believe you can, I want to help Jimmy with you can give so they can raise money to do their mission to Africa. And I went to another website of a blind entrepreneur that I noticed some issues with, and I thought, you know I like doing this stuff and f- helping them figure stuff out uh they They had too many calls to action on the one page, and I'm thinking, this is just too confusing for people to figure out one call to action, one button to click, do it, and it'll be a lot easier So I hope to do that in the future once. Like I told you before, once Believe You Can is done, I will be working on whitecanesconnect.com as well as putting that business plan together that I've been slowly gathering some information on. And uh, hopefully I'll have that done. I don't know if I'll have it done by the end of the month. Oh, and then one more thing. Laugh for Sight is the 24th of October. If you're in New York on that day, or you live there all the time, uh, you can go to bit.ly slash LFS NYC, that's all caps, LFS, NYC, and purchase tickets. Tickets are $40 if you're not a big drinker like me. Or they're $125 if you drink like a fish. Because it's unlimited drinks for 100 dollars and a quarter. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to seeing Nick, who is Nikki Pools and the All-Blind League. Well, I mean, that's not his team name. His team name is the Montreal Beavers. In both the All-Blind League and the Frenemies League, and I think in hockey, I am playing him this week, he is Team Quick. And so he and his girlfriend will be driving down from Montreal. Uh, I talked to Frank the other day. He's going to be there with his wife. It's going to be very exciting to see these guys again, because I haven't seen them since we did our draft which if you forget where that's at, it's at com slash <laughs> football. Go check it out if you haven't already or watch it again. That is, again, the 24th of October. There's a lot of great comedians going to be there. I'm hoping to meet some of them. Robert Klein is going to be there. He is a friend of Brian's, and I hope to get to meet him. And I was thinking about it today when Ken, my friend who lives in New Orleans, worked at WMMR, he brought—they had a prize closet there, and— I guess they were cleaning out this prize closet, and he brought a videotape because he figured I could rent it at the video store, which I did. I put it up on the shelf. It was a Robert Klein stand-up act, uh, and I don't remember what it was called. We're talking uh, mid to late 80s. So uh, I I will tell him that story if I do meet him. I'm sure he'll be excited for it (laughs) or not. As usual, show notes can be found over on ICan'tSeeYou.com. This episode is episode 201, so it's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 201. See how that works? ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 201. Remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence. It's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 201. If you want to get in touch with me, you can call 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes to leave a voicemail. Please leave your name in town if you do have a question, a comment, a show idea, a review, a tip for blind people, a tip for sighted people, how to treat blind people. I hope it's nice. <laughs> Please reach out, 646-926-6350. Also, you can email me at I can't see you podcast at gmail.com, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I really do appreciate you listening to this episode of I Can't See You. Be well. Stay safe, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.